There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Good evening, Rush Nation. It is Friday. It's time to get the weekend started with the first part of the matchups pod. Now, there's no Thursday night football due to all the postponements of last week with the Pittsburgh and Ravens game, which I think we can all agree was probably not worth it given what was put out on the field, but there you go. Um, it was nice to have football on a Wednesday at least. So, so going to do this in two parts. First part of this is going to cover off the Sunday game. So, um, and the Sunday six o'clock games, one o'clock if you're in the U S uh, games, uh, early window, as you will, there's seven games. So I'm going to do the seven games in this pod. And then in the next pod, we're going to do everything up to Monday Night Football. And we're going to leave off Dallas at Baltimore, maybe touch on it in the next pod. But given the fact that that game is still sort of five days away, it's quite early to sort of speculate. And I think a lot of the things in that game and personnel, especially on the Ravens side, is going to change. So I think that's it's a really difficult one to sort of plan ahead for uh, with this much. It'll be basically like trying to do a weekend segment on a Tuesday. It's just, you know, you need as much information as, as possible. So 
That's how it's going to go. So let's do the six o'clock games, one o'clock Eastern time uh, games. So we're going to start with the NFC South uh, derby with the Saints at the Falcons. Um, Taysom Hill is still going to be under centre for the uh, Falcons in this one. He still has RB1 upside with his rushing ability, but just don't expect too much passing through the air. Uh, Alvin Kamara takes a bit of an arrow down um, as a result of that. Um, and I was sort of talking through some scenarios on the uh, DFS pod this week, if you tuned in and, and listened to that. And if not, you should listen to it, even if you don't play DFS. There's a lot of very useful information in there. Um, about a scenario where Kamara might be getting saved a bit. They're saying it's going to make the playoffs. There's almost no doubt that they're going to make the playoffs. So, you know, I can see Murray getting more and more work. He becomes a RB3 this week. Kamara, I think, is a very low-end RB1 this week. He's not going to have those running back one, running back two weeks that we kind of saw with Taysom Hill under centre anyway. Um, Michael Thomas will be a low-end wide receiver one again. Just again, just the volume thing. He'll get the catches enough to make him relevant, uh, as we've kind of seen already. But it also decimates the rest of the core. So Manuel Sanders, um, Trey Smith, they're all dead. As is... Um, Jared Cook, he's had nothing for three games now. Um, you just can't really trust him in your lineup anymore, at least while Taysom Hill is there. So he's not startable. So really, three starters for the Saints this week. Taysom Hill, I would say, is probably the only must start in this game as far as it stands right now. He's probably the only must, must, must start. Um, Kamara and, and Murray, uh, low-end RB1. I mean, I guess he's a must-start given the nature of the position, but he's not one that you perhaps he's an arrow down as opposed to an arrow up Murray, and then there's Michael Thomas, exactly the same as that. On the Falcons side, um, difficult matchup for Matt Ryan this week, a QB two scenario. Um, so if there are better out there for you, potentially uh, fade Matt Ryan if possible. Same with Todd Gurley. He's still dealing with injury. We don't know if he's going to be good to go. Appreciate that might be quite hard to bench um, Todd Gurley, especially with uh, buys to Mike Davis slash Christian McCaffrey this week um, and all the injuries that have occurred, you, um, you know, mixing on IR, etc. You might be struggling to bench Todd Gurley and that's understandable and that's fine. Um, but he's definitely an arrow down play this week, as is Brian Hill, if, even if he gets the, even if he, gets the start we saw he's pretty irrelevant him and Ito Smith will kind of just make each other irrelevant so don't need to go into that sort of field if Gurley doesn't play just don't start anyone from this backfield um, Calvin Ridley is in the wide receiver two conversation this week he's going to be uh, sort of a good not great um, Julio Jones we don't know if he's going to play he's still not practiced as of yet um, so keep an eye on that one um, Russell Gage I don't think he's going to get enough volume to be overly relevant but he might be just a a flex at best if Jones doesn't go. And if Jones does go, then no need to play Russell Gage. Hayden Hurst, again, massive arrow down this week. Not a player that I would be looking to to target this week. So really the only ones I feel half confident starting is, is Ridley for the Falcons. I don't think this is a good matchup for them at all. Moving on to Detroit at the uh, Detroit at the Bears. This is a... I mean, yeah, where'd you, where'd you go with this one? Um Matt Stafford's not a player I'm starting this week, especially in this in this matchup. Um, Deondre Swift is dealing with an illness. Apparently, he's out of the concussion protocol, which is good news. If he gets over that illness, he should play. If he does, then good. Yeah, I think he's solid RB2 this week with potential RB1 upside. Um, if not, Peterson will be a solid low-end RB2 as a result. Um, doesn't look like, again, Golladay is going to go. It's still trending that he's just not... 
100% fit. Um, he's still struggling to practice. And we've seen this over the course of four or five weeks. He's just really not every week. He's week to week. Um, frustrating for fantasy owners. Put him in the lineup and have to take him out again on, on Sunday. I think you have to game plan with him not in mind and then wait and see what happens. But the fact he's not really practiced this week and he's not played for so many weeks, that's not really a good sign, even if fit. So at least Marvin Jones is a, a wide receiver three at best this week. If Godley doesn't go, if Godley goes, then no, I think good luck to you. I think this is going to be a difficult matchup for anyone there. The one I'd be banking on as a pass catcher is uh, TJ Hawkinson, who for me, I think will be, uh, in the sort of top half of the tight end one conversation, definitely top five, top six play this week. So really only Swift and Hawkinson, the players I'd say a must start. Um, Jones as a wide receiver three, perhaps, and Golladay would just monitor his, his status. If he does come back and he plays, then he's he's a, a mid-range uh, wide receiver two this week. Um, as for the Bears, there's only two players on this roster, maybe three, that I'd want to start. David Montgomery, you know, the Vines give up a lot of run. Uh, yardage. So David Montgomery is someone who I'm desperate to start this week in a lot of scenarios and think he can have an RB one week uh, for sure. Uh, Alan Robinson is is matchup proof. Um, so I think he's a solid fringe wide receiver one, wide receiver two play. Um, Dale Mooney is a flex play potentially, but I don't love it this week, even though that the Lions aren't necessarily a great team. Um, I still don't think, I think if you put I th- I'm not sure if Akuda is going to be back, but that'd be one to watch. I think if he is back, then that could be an interesting matchup for Mooney. I think we'll wait and see, but I'm not as much in love with him as much as the consensus are. I think at best he's a flex play. And you can throw Jimmy Graham in as a tight end touchdown play. I think he's in play to get that this week. So he's a, he's a worth consideration for a starter. Move on to the Colts uh, at Houston. So Phil Rivers is in play here as a streamable course back option. I still think he's probably not quite into the QB1 conversation, but I think he um, should score reasonably well this week. Jonathan Taylor, we're waiting on to see if he comes off the COVID list. Um, assuming he is back, uh, him and Naheem Hines will be in play. Naheem Hines will be in play no matter what. Um, both of these will kind of take work from each other. So I put them both in the sort of mid to low end uh, wide receiver two range. I think if Taylor does not go for whatever reason, Hines moves up into the upper um, wide receiver, um, running back two range. So they both play mid to low end RB2s. If not, then I think Hines elevates up a little bit and Wilkins gets a bit more work. I don't think Taylor is going to just smash this out and get a, get a massive workload on his return. So that's something to consider. Like Pittman, again this week, keep saying it. I think he's got the volume. He's the alpha here. He's a low-end wide receiver two for me. Um, Hilton, flex play at best. Zach Pascal, flex play at best. Um, Trey Burton is a sleeper tight end that I would really be looking to start in most places this week. Um, If Trey Burton's available, I'd be picking him up and starting him. I think he's a great option here. As for Houston, where do we go? Deshaun Watson is matchup proof. You have to play him. I think he's still going to be a QB1 regardless of, of what happens this week. Um, Duke Johnson, I think this is a terrible matchup for him against this this Colts D. I think they're going to find it difficult to to establish a run. Um, I think he gets some volume. I think he's a low end RB two, but this isn't a great matchup for him. He's you know he's RB two, RB three fringe. Um, and then we look at the pass catchers. Um, so it's Brandon Cooks. Uh, Brandon Cooks here is going to get a lot of volume. He's going to be found, but I think he's going to get a difficult matchup all the same. But Potentially, just from volume of catches alone, he should be a wide receiver one in PPR formats. Um, 
QT, I think, could be in play for a bit. I think he's probably a wide receiver three this week. And even Isaiah Coulter could be a really sneaky flex play, given the fact that there's just very few options there. They're the only three wide receivers I know we're going to suit up on Sunday. It's just that's how bad it's got for Houston as, as of late. Um, Jordan Higgins is, we talked about this on the DFS pod, is someone who you can always sort of gamble on to get into the end zone for, for a touchdown for a very cheap um, free tight end. So if you get a tight end that goes down late or you don't like your tight end matchup, or you've got Jared Cook, Tyler Higby, for example, you know, you could stick Aikens in there for a, a sort of a, a late grab or in deeper roster leagues, tight end premium leagues. Could be someone that's worth floating around there. Next up is the Bengals at Miami. Um, Brandon Allen is still under center for the Bengals as far as well, far as we know and expecting this week. So, and it doesn't, and with Joe Mixon on IR, he's not going to go. So it's down to Giovanni Barnard. I think he's a, a running back two, running back three fringe. Don't think this is a great spot for him this week uh, in particular. So I'd be very careful. Um, if I'm really honest, I actually don't like anyone in, in the Bengals lineup this week. T Higgins potentially uh, and Tyler Boyd are wide receiver three flexes, but really they're the only two that you could consider startable. Uh, and even then, I'm not desperate to go out there and play them. So I'd almost wash the entire the entire Bengals team if you can um, and just be done with it. But if you've got Boyd and you've got Higgins, then yeah, mid to low end wide receiver threes this week. Um, and then you just got to hope that one of them breaks. They've got that ability and you just got to hope that one of them just breaks off a big one. But with Brandon Allen on the centre, I'm not, I'm not confident on that. On the flip side, you've got Miami. Two, I still not sold. If he goes this week and it looks like he is, I'm still not sold that he is the guy um, to put up massive fantasy numbers. So I don't think he's startable unless you're in a super flex league um, or two QB league. He's not someone I'd be looking to get too much of a piece off despite this plum matchup. Um, I'd sort of put him around about QB, anywhere between QB 16 and QB 20 is about his sort of range of outcomes. So I think there's better out there for you. This run game is a bit of a pickle. His um, Gaskin back, his armor playing. I mean, all of it's a bit of a, a mush at the moment. Do we play Breeder? Do we play Laird? Honestly, we don't know. You have to follow the report, see who's practicing um, and follow those beat writers because right now it's still a bit of a muddle. If I had to put uh, something on it based on what I'm reading from the the beat writers, it looks like Ahmed is going to get the carries um, as it stands. That's not to say that he does um, follow the news closely. And if I see something on Twitter worth sharing, I I will do so. Um, But yeah, it's a difficult, difficult spot for that. Trying to pick a winner out of that Miami backfield right now. Do you think this is a good game for Parker? I think he's in the wide receiver two conversation this week, but I'm not starting anyone else. And I would say really the only starter you can bank on is is, is Devontae Parker. You can try and pick up Ahmed or you can, you can if you've got him on your rosters, see what he does um, and keep an eye on Gaskin. But they're really the only starters. I wouldn't touch Gizicki if uh, Tagovailoa is throwing the ball. Um, if you're looking for a desperate tight end play, Adam Shaheen would be it. Um, I like him more to get in the end zone than potentially Gazicki. Got some really bad games playing, <laughs> bad teams playing on this slate. Um, we have the one and ten Jacksonville Jaguars playing the five and six Minnesota Vikings this week. Vikings stole a victory from Carolina last week. Um, what do I think about the Jags? I am Mike Glennon not starting. 
James Robinson's an RB one all day long. He's he's immune of of, of game script or talent uh, because he's he's got talent and there's not much that he's going up against. So um, I like James Robinson to continue to be an RB one. Um, the Visca Chanel questionable if he's going to be fit this week. Um, I think he's someone that it looks like he if he, it looks like he is going um, because he did play last Sunday. Um, and if he does go, I think he's someone who could be a flex play. DJ Chark is the wide receiver I'd want to own this week. Um, I think he's a wide receiver too with upside this week if Mike Glennon can get a hot hand. As for the Vikings, uh, Kirk Cousins streamer of the week here. Someone that you can pick up and play and expect him to have a pretty, pretty good week. Um, two weeks in a row, 300 plus yards, uh, three plus touchdowns. No reason he can't do that again this week. Um, so I, I like Kirk Cousins to have a, a big week this week and, and finishing sort of somewhere between the, the QB5 and the QB12. Dalvin Cook um, should have a big game this week. It's just a, about how injured he is. He's going to play um, and how much they run up the score here. If they get if they get ahead by a lot, then they will bench him for Matteson. So I wouldn't say he's the nailed on lock number one running back of the week, but you know, from speaking as I am right now, I would say he is. So that's uh, obviously a must start. As is Adam Feeling, he is back off the COVID list. We don't know if he actually had COVID. I think I talked about this on the show um, earlier in the week. But both Feeling and Jefferson are must starts for me. Feeling wide receiver one, Justin Jefferson wide receiver two territory. Both of them will will score points this week. And um, tight end, we're thinking it could be Irv Smith to go this week. If he does, he's someone that you could potentially start if he doesn't go then Carl Rudolph is startable but only one of those is going to be startable next up it's the Vegas Raiders versus the 0-11 New York Jets who actually I find more interesting in this matchup than the the Raiders decent matchup for Carr he's let people down let people down last week I think he'll rebound I think he's a streamable option this week I think you can stream him and be fine with it Josh Jacobs, I think this is a good matchup if he's fit. Um, it's very questionable whether he goes. He didn't practice on Thursday. If he doesn't go, Devontae Booker should get the workload. And if Booker gets the workload, I don't think he's going to be great. I would say if Jacobs is fit and good to go, he's a he's a running back one this week. If he's not, Devontae Booker is maybe a running back two this week. But it wouldn't surprise me if he fell completely. Um I just don't think he's got the skill set. And I don't think that line is good enough to punch a lot of holes. I think they would just carry him purely for volume um, if they're in control of the game. But I think if they fail to establish the run, I don't know how much of control they'll have in this game um, because their wide receivers aren't really setting it alight, nor is Derek Carr as of late. Um, so it's an interesting scenario, one to keep an eye out on. Uh, I would think that they will do everything in their power to get Josh Jacobs on the field because they're still playing for a wild card spot. And I think that if he can go, he will. And if he doesn't, then you know he's he's more hurt than you would think. Um, and I wouldn't touch the backfield. What do we think of this wide receiver core? I'd still lean Aguilar. I still think Aguilar is is the one to own out of here. Ruggs has that big playability and he could break one off. Um, and he's becoming slightly more involved in, in recent weeks. But he's failed to put up a, a big week this season, as we kind of would have uh, expected. Um, he's yet to catch more than three um, three balls in a game. Um, and he's only exceeded 50 yards three times. He's exceeded 100 yards once. So for me, Ruggs isn't someone that I'm banking on here. Renfro is so inconsistent with the volume that he gets. 
last week he caught you know seven for 73 which was which was great um but before that it was two catches for 37 two catches for 30 two catches for 60 four for 26 four for 42 one for 42 you know not a lot of touchdowns in there just and all those stat lines are read off just one touchdown is that a guy you're desperate to play probably not uh, and this is why I think Aguilar, although he is questionable and he didn't practice, if he does go, he is the guy I would want to own. All right, 554 last week, not great. Six for 88, one for eight, two for 55. Didn't play week eight. He went five for 107. You know, he's the one that kind of is getting those those volume of targets on a more consistent basis. Two games of nine, a game of six in recent weeks. So Aguilar is the one for me uh, that I would want to be playing over over anyone else. But if he's fit to go, if he's not, um, Brian Edwards could come and play. It's it's a struggle there. There's not really anything. Ultimately, pick one. It's a bit of a dart throw. They're going to be a flex player best. Darren Waller is the guy you want to own. It's the tight end here. He's going to be a solid top three, top four tight end this week. Let's move on to the Jets. Darnold, for me, not in play. Won't be in play. I... <laughs> pretty much most games, um, unless there's something desperate going on. Frank Gore, I think, is a solid running back, too. He's going to be in that 18 to 24 range. It's not going to be pretty. He's not going to put up massive, massive um, numbers, but I think he's going to do quite well um, in that 18 to 24 range, and that's exactly what you want. If he's on the way for wire, pick him up, stream him. He'll do a job. Then we've got the pass catches. For me, the one I want to own is Perriman. Perriman is a wide receiver three on my board this week who has wide receiver one upside. Crowder is a low end of uh, running uh, wide receiver two. Uh, Mims, wide receiver three, lowest of the three. In my order, Perriman is the guy I want to own, even though he's wide receiver three this week. He's the one that could break through and get that wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two game. Crowder is just going to be that low end uh, wide receiver two. He'll get volume, he'll be stable. He's startable. He's not going to do much more than that. In fact, he could slide into the wide receiver three range, but I can't see him really breaking into the top 20, whereas Perriman, I can easily see breaking into the top 20. Mims, he's got volume. He's going to be a solid 36 play, but nothing more than that. Herndon, no, not for me, not with um, Donald on the center. He can't support multiple players all that much. And finally, we come to the game of the window. By far, two eight and three teams, the Browns and the Tennessee Titans. Baker Mayfield is not startable in pretty much most games, similar to Sam Donald. He just doesn't have that ability to to break into the top 12 very often. So not a play at this stage. Kareem Hunt is a low-end running back one, high-end running back two. Nick Chubb, high-end running back one. Jarvis Landry, he's probably a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three this week. Austin Hooper is startable at tight end, but he's more in that sort of 16, 15 range of tight ends. Like you can start him, but I don't expect him to have a big week. Then we get on to Tennessee. I think Tannehill was a top 12 play this week. I think Derrick Henry potentially could be the number one, number two running back overall this week. AJ Brown, I think is a top 20 wide receiver play this week. Corey Davis, I think is a top 36, 38 wide receiver play this week as well. Um, I think they're both startable. Jolly Smith is easily a top six tight end play. If you've got a Titan, I think this is the game that you want to be starting them all. I think this could be high scoring. I think it could be a uh, good pace from the Titans. They've looked good the last couple of weeks. They've beaten some good teams and they're starting to get on a bit of a roll. Now they've established the run. And if they can continue to do that with, with Derek Henry, then they'll, they'll do really well. So um that'll do it for the early games hope you've found this useful as always don't forget you can subscribe to patreon for just a, 
a dollar a month and you can get access to our rankings um, and also access to uh, us and for our start sits we will try and answer as many as we can over twitter and everything else but i don't have notifications on so they will come and go um if i see them and i answer them great if you send them in at half five on a on a sunday chance i'm probably not going to see them until after the games kick off and that's just uh the nature of setting lineups tinkering um etc so the one way but if you send it through slack um, and join our slack channel i will see it i'll answer it but that will do it Please uh, support the podcast, write review. Good luck this week. Very, very big, important week this week. Last week of the regular season for most leagues and most players. So good luck. Let us know how you're getting on with those clinching scenarios. Um, I'll be back with some more matchups um, probably tomorrow. Um, but until then, Rush Nation, keep rushing. to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.